Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Hey everyone, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm really excited because we've got Megan from Adapting Social here today. And look, My Outdesk, what we do is we help growing companies scale by providing virtual professionals. And today our topic is social media. And Megan, this is like the perfect timing for this because Facebook just reported uh, their results yesterday. And and you'll you'll be amazed by the staff. 2.5 billion people now are on their platform. A third of the world is is now adapting social, right? And so, (laughs) so great. We've got Megan here. She is the CMO at Adapting Social, and we're really excited because we're bringing a new topic, a new, a a brand new conversation with a brand new company. And so we, we got a chance, we were in New York, we met John, the CEO and owner, and he said, look, you got to get Megan on the, on this webinar thing and you got to share their message. Um, And so we're going to today, if you're listening right now, um, really important, say hello, say where you're from, like so, and then how hot it is where you are. My (laughs) My name is Daniel. I'm in California, and yesterday it was 104 degrees. Whoa. Yeah. So just go ahead and, and throw it in there. Uh, we've already got um, somebody saying, hi, Bianca, welcome. Thank you for being here. Appreciate you. Um, Megan, you are the CMO. Welcome. Thanks for coming today. Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're going to talk about something called a brand gladiator which yeah. is a cool concept, brand new to me. So we're gonna hear about that. We're also gonna talk kind of a little bit about how you guys help clients. So you guys have over 300 clients, you're doing cross industry. I asked Megan, like, how, you, how, how do you guys help a client? Like, let's, let's just you know, tell everybody why you're here and what your expertise are and like how adapting social really helps people. Yeah, absolutely. So like Daniel said, I'm the CMO at Adapting Social. Um, We're a full service marketing firm. So we handle everything from uh, website creation to email marketing, digital marketing, social media, SEO, graphic design, the whole nine yards, all under one roof. Um, So essentially a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs come to us to um, increase their digital presence or strengthen their digital presence, get in leads. Everybody has a different goal. So they come to us with a goal in mind and we run with it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, we've got Karen from Alexandria. That's cool. Thanks, Karen, for joining us. Um, how hot is it where you're at? Come on, give us the details. Um, Megan said something prior to us going live. She's like, I'm like, okay, how do you guys help? And she goes, look, Daniel, we have over 300 clients. We've, d- we've done this for a long time, and they specialize in these different kind of things. And so what's cool about today is we're going to talk about brand gladiators but I also got Megan to do a consultation on one of our clients' businesses. So we're gonna take somebody who has almost, uh, well, they have, how would you describe the the business's kind of social platform? Where would you, how would you describe it, Megan? The one that we're doing the consultation on? Yeah. 
So their social platform um, needs a little bit of work. <laughs> it's not horrible, but it definitely needs a little bit of work. Um, right now, they're only on Facebook. We could dive into that when we do um, the audit, but they definitely need to go a little bit more on more platforms, um, as well as just post a little bit more as well. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so if you're listening today, not only are we going to like hear from Megan on like what's happening in the social world and how marketing can actually grow your business from where you are today to where you want to go, but we're also going to dive deep in the details. We're going to give you a consultation. So you're going to get a feel for what they do to help people grow, right? I mean, that's insane. Uh, so we're really happy to have you here. And um, okay, so we've got 86 degrees and hopefully it it's raining for the first time in weeks. Okay, so we're getting rain in some parts of the country. That's cool. Um, Megan, let's, let's dive in. The okay. topic was brand gladiators. Yes. What the heck is that? Okay, so brand gladiator are a group of peers or it could be your team or whoever you want involved to really enhance your social presence. Um, and how they do that is, so you as a business owner post on social platforms. Um, but it only gets so much reach on people's news feeds. The algorithm changes. Um, it used to be the more content, the better. Now it's the content with the most engagement gets pushed up to the top. Um, so how do you get that engagement? Well, there's such thing as um, word of mouth with social platforms too. So let's say I share your post. Now everybody on my, all of my audience sees that post and they see that I am supporting your business, which allows them to trust you a little bit more. Um, this allows warm leads to come through, and it also allow, allows more engagement. More people can then share the post from my platform. They can like the post, comment on it, tag people in it, um, and it's just a waterfall effect that's really, really um, engaging. It really helps your business. It's very effective. Okay, so if I'm a business owner, and let's say I'm making, let's say my revenue is like a half a million to a million dollars, um, that's kind of our, our sweet spot for most of our clients and audience. Um, Talk to me about how many brand gladiators do I need? How do I even get one? And what specifically do they do to help? I mean, are they, are they kind of like my ambassadors to my business or like what? Talk more about that. Yeah. So um, we always like to say anywhere from 15 and up. Um, and of course, some businesses, they don't have 15 team members um, that they can use as a brand gladiator. So um, for that, you can reach out to your clients who may support you a lot. And if you don't want to reach out to your clients, then your family and friends are your number one supporters. Um, and most of the time, people want to help support local and small businesses and even large businesses. If they're close to you, they want to help support you. Um, and then what they essentially would do is they can check into your business. So on Facebook, you have the ability to say, I'm, you know, at Adapting Social. Um, and it tags the um, business as well as um, allows everybody else to see where you are. So you can do that. You can go ahead and share posts. You can like posts. You can comment on them. Um, tagging people in them really helps as well because it allows uh, it to show up on their newsfeed. They go to the post. They might share it. Um, so those are all things that they can do, um, as well as you can go live at a location as well. Let's say they come to visit your office and they want to go live on uh, Facebook or Instagram. That's a great tool to use as well. So what you're saying is a brand gladiator should be employees, could be clients, and could be friends and family. Those right. are the ideal. And uh, is like, okay, so 15 is enough or like 100 or 50? Well, we say start at 15. The more, the better. <laughs> I'm like, how many people do I need? And you also have to think about it this way too. So the more people that are sharing your posts, 
the more people that are seeing your posts because that, let's say 15 people share it and they all have 100 people following them. That's that many people, you know, that are about to see your post, um, which is 15 times the amount of people that are going to see your post just from doing it yourself. Right. Um, you know, it's funny is uh, I just got a text message from a friend of mine who is in Iowa and he's a psychologist and he runs a really successful practice and and he's like ah you, you you need we need these for our businesses yeah. but you know what's weird is like and we get we, we had a call yesterday with um a physical therapist who was like well how do i ask somebody for that for that favor of like hey do you want to be a brand gladiator and it feels like a little bit of work. like how do you say hey uh <laughs> like what do you do give me give me an idea so I mean, it depends on how close you are to the person you're asking to. If it's somebody you're very close to, it's like, hey, I need a little bit of support. Um, can you help me out a little bit? If it's another business owner or a client or somebody like that, um, most business owners get it. If you're asking another business owner, it's like, hey, I'll support you. You support me um, type thing. Um, if it's a client that's very close to you, hey, you know, I was just wondering, uh, we need some support. This is how it works. It would mean so much to us if you just shared our post or liked our post. Um, do you do it every single time or do you do it when you do uh, like like this webinar for instance like uh, I love what you're saying because we've started doing that because um, Facebook changed their algorithm so like we'll go out to influencer and say hey would you mind sharing this on your Facebook feed and then tagging us and, and that's something that we do internally but we don't call them brand gladiators and we do it with like our buddies in the industry you know so yeah. I guess we're doing it with, um, with brand gladiators, those are people that are going to do it all the time, which is why we always say if you have a team to do that, recruit your team. Um, if not, that's when you would spread out to other people. Anybody who's going to support you every time you post, they're going to follow you, they're going to turn their notifications on for you. Um, that's where the brand gladiators comes into play. And so what happens when you take somebody that doesn't do this and then they get their 15 supporters, they have all their employees, they have their clients, kind of sharing what, what has, what results have you seen because of this, this one uh, strategy? Yeah. So um, increased engagement, definitely. So more people are seeing the post, their insights go up, their social insights go up, um, more comments, more likes, more shares, more, more traffic to the website because people are like, Oh, what, what is this company? I want to do my own research. Um, and that's where you'll see uh, direct channels of traffic going to your site. Um, other than that, again, the warm leads, people feel there's a trust and loyalty factor involved in that too of, okay, well, this person is sharing this post. They must either A, really trust this company or, you know, B, have done business with this company and let me check it out now. Um, and then that's where the warm leads come in. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here and I wanna tell you about an extraordinary offer to take action and start scaling your business Right now, you know I get a lot of questions about how to grow your business, generate more revenue, and reduce expenses, and the answer is simple. It's My Outdesk Virtual Assistants. My Outdesk offers five-star virtual assistant services to thousands of business professionals across the United States and making our clients over $100 million in net revenue every year. Our customers absolutely love our virtual assistants and I want to give you the opportunity to learn exactly why simply text the word MOD MOD 
to 31996 and we're going to give you a free double my business strategy call where you work one-on-one -on -one with one of our business growth specialists to design an action strategy for growth and cost savings in your business. We're gonna give you over 20 growth and strategy guides, a market force personality indicator, an important business checklist, and hiring guides. My Outdesk admins can help manage your office, your sales, your marketing pipeline, and even help you lead generate and follow up. And during this call, you'll learn exactly how you can put them into your business right now. So again, text MOD to 31996 and get a free double my business strategy call right now and learn how My Outdesk can transform your business today. Okay, so we have this, we, we have something at my outdesk considered, we, we call it the three R's, like referrals, uh, recommendations, and reviews. And we use that as our benchmark. Like if a client comes, they hire one of our virtual professionals and we change their world, uh, we ask them to do a video with us, which we consider a recommendation. We ask for referrals and then we ask them to do an online review. Is that part of what you might do inside this brand gladiator kind of Absolutely. world? Absolutely. That also goes, I mean, not necessarily for the brand gladiators. You definitely can do that. But I think exactly what you're doing, any client that you take in that can do that. It's funny that you said the video because we actually recommend video testimonials over written testimonials on a website just because words don't mean much to people anymore. And again, people just reading things, they don't have the attention span that they used to. Um, right. And also with the video, you see a real life person telling their experience. Um, and again, it goes along with the credibility and the loyalty factor. That's cool. Okay. And if, I mean, you guys manage the social media and marketing for 300 different clients, and I would be remiss if I didn't ask you some questions about what you're seeing, right? So what, I mean, as a business owner, um, what should I be doing or what, what media form should I be up to? And like, if you're going to give somebody like the one, two, three, like you've got to be doing these at a minimum, what, what does that look like, Megan? So it depends on what industry you're in. I think that's like the biggest factor, but just a standard uh, generalized approach is to make sure at least that you have um, your Google My Business set up. That's number one. Google is everything, search is everything right now. People are going and searching before they're doing anything. Um, the second approach would be Facebook and Instagram. You want your presence to be well known on there because that's where people go for validation. They want to make sure that um, are you a real business? Are you a real person more so? Right. Um, and that's where they're really going to get that. Um, you, know, you know what's funny? I want to validate that point because we just had um, midterm elections and, and you know, you're reading that booklet when you vote and the booklets in like a boring gray and the, the, the candidate statements are like ridiculously vague. I believe that America is the greatest place in the world and I support <laughs> family and I'm like, so you just don't know. So what I did to help decide was actually go on Facebook and go on Google and see if I could get them live on video and see if I could connect with them and see if I like trusted their message. And what surprised the heck out of me is that more than half the candidates didn't even have a page set up. Yeah, that's really surprising. 
And it's, it's almost mind-blowing because where we are today in the digital world, everyone should have some type of digital presence. Um, it's not, we're not going to the yellow pages anymore. We're really looking at social media. Um, it's not just something, to, it's not just a leisure hobby anymore. It's something that really a lot of consumers are depending on um, to decide what company they're going to go with or what service or product, so. Or if any of their friends have tried it so they can reach out. That's a, like that social proof is just like so important these days. Right, um, absolutely. Okay, so after Facebook and Instagram, what else? After Facebook and Instagram, I would say, so once you have somebody who's interested, you have to keep them engaged. Um, how can you do this? Email marketing is a great way. Once you have them in your subscriber list, you can keep pushing out emails to them, whether it's drip campaigns, anything that's engaging enough to get them interested and not just sell to them. People do not want to be sold to. Um, it's just human nature. They are completely left brain um, when they're being sold to, which basically means they're closed off, skeptical, um, right. little agitated that they're being sold to. Um, so you kind of have to do it in a sneaky way, um, kind of. You have to keep them engaged. Oops, sorry. You have to make sure that they are um, feeling like they can connect with you and your business. And then when they are ready, they will convert a lot easier. Right. Hey, guys, if you're on this and you're interested, we've got Megan, uh, a, a clear badass at social media. Obviously, she's getting so many calls during this, this thing. I know, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to mute this thing. <laughs> um, so we've got an opportunity for you guys to an, um, at, and ask questions and pick her brain and really um, kind of dive in. What she just said was, was gold. You've got to be on Google. You've got to be on Facebook and Instagram as a business and email marketing. Those are like the three main areas that you have to master to really be in a good spot. One question I had, um, I, there's a lot of new companies pushing video email, and I'm curious your perspective on that. Um, we've done some tests with it here, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm really curious, like, do you suggest that business owners get on video and then email that out? Or do you think just written email and, and just kind of that, that medium is right? We love using um, some sort of video or moving object in an email, it seems that a lot of people um, engage with it a little bit better. It's not just reading an email, it's not just text on, you know, uh, on your phone, because most people access it from their phones now. Um, but it's something that's really engaging. And it's, there's, I mean, a lot of companies are doing really fun things, whether it's a video or um, a GIF or um, some engaging things are like peel away coupons where you can, um, the user can actually go through and swipe over and reveal a coupon or spin to win, or um, you can now do polls and interactive uh, quizzes in your emails as well. So the more interactive, the better, whether it's video, whether it's a scratch off coupon or whatever it may be, just as long as it's interactive. And, and how, I mean, what platform can I get interactive scratch off coupons through email? Like, I'm like, okay, wait a minute. There are a few, my team uses a few, um, I'm blanking on the name of the one right now, um, but a lot of them are actually really integratable with MailChimp. I don't know if you've heard of MailChimp before. Yeah. Um, MailChimp is a great tool for business owners who are looking to get their email campaigns up and running. Um, and it's a very simple drag and drop. Um, and there's actually a lot of different integrations with that too. With sales, you can integrate Salesforce with it. You can integrate um, a bunch of different CRMs to make it nice and easy for your business. 
Um, but yeah. then there's also um, the interactive aspect too, where they allow you to do those interactive polls, quizzes, um, videos, GIFs in there as well. So rock and roll, we've got some questions. Yeah, oh, thanks guys for asking. So Jill says, uh, do you like constant contact um, for email distribution lists? Yeah, we use constant contact as well. Um, we have experience in a, a bunch of different platforms because um, different business owners like to use different things. Um, constant contact is one of them. So it depends on um, what type of content you want to put out there. Typically when uh, business owners or entrepreneurs come to us, they tell us the type of content, um, depending on what kind of service or product they provide. If they are not set on a platform, we'll kind of decide for them. Yeah, yeah. So you brought up a good point. Like whether it's Google or Facebook or Instagram or email, there is an overarching content strategy that has to happen. So walk me through, and I've, we've got another um, question, so we'll, we'll get to that in, a, in just a second, but walk me through as a business owner, how I might create the content strategy um, for these three different areas and what I wanna focus on as a business owner. Sure, so for a content strategy, I think it's very easy to become narrow-minded when you're, when you're thinking of content. You think about one platform at a time where it should be an umbrella perspective. You really want to think about the user experience and the buyer's journey. So what we'll do is we will create a consumer behavior report, which is pages and pages long. It has a bunch of um, information from the type of uh, consumer, what, the, what that buyer's journey is like. So the, the awareness, consideration, and decision stage, how they go through it. Um, what their experience is going to be like actually buying your product or service, how, what they have to do to get there. We think about all of these things so we can then look from an umbrella perspective at the different platforms that we want to um, put content out there on. And then also how people are going to go from one platform to another and will it make sense if they go from one platform and it has, um, you know, specific content on there and they go to another and it's not brand cohesive or it's not sending the same message, that's where you kind of have a little bit of a problem. You want everything to be really fluid, um, really cohesive. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and what you're saying is your content strategy has to focus on what the buyer needs and yeah. what their buying experience looks like and right. maybe how you provide your service or what your value proposition is to them through that process, is that right? Right, correct, yeah. You always wanna think about um, the consumer and, and really what they're, going, what, what they're going through. It's not about um, what you want your business to put out there, but more so, they're the consumer, they're the people that's going to give you money. <laughs> um, so you really wanna make sure that they feel connected to you and your content. Good, all right, so let's get ready to do our consultation of our example clients. So people okay. who are listening can get a feel for how you guys add value to their business. Um, okay. While you're doing that, I'm gonna ask the question, what are some of the best affordable, Samantha asked this, what are the best, some of the best affordable free online marketing templates that we could use for design or social media content that you would recommend? Um, free templates? Yeah, um, I'm like, I, don't, I think you get what you pay for, right? <laughs> I think so too. Um, Oh boy. I it, don't know like, <laughs> no, it sounds like Samantha needs some help and with creating maybe her brand identity and then having a consistent like mark design marketing person or firm be able to provide templates and, and, and guides. 
Right. So how would you answer that? What would you, how would you go about doing that? I would say, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, honestly, if you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. We'll definitely walk you through um, how to get that set up with a nice consultation. But also if you're just, if you really want to learn yourself, the best thing to do is just, um, you can look at, like I said, the buyer's journey is the biggest thing to creating your content. Um, strategy. You really want to look and really think about what your consumer is going to go through from beginning to end. Even So you really want to think about if your consumer isn't interested in your product or service, how are you going to get them interested and how are you going to not make them feel sold to, but rather um, served. Right. Yeah. Like that you're, they're getting something by just being in relationship with you, yeah. even though they haven't bought from you yet. Right. That's, that's the goal. Um, and I, Samantha, I want to just help because here's um, here's what I would say to that. I believe you could create a brand guide, meaning you know what your email template would be, what your Facebook template might be, what your Google, what your logo looks like, all of you know like what your letterhead would look like. Like all of those things can be created, put into a brand guide, and then you can have that forever. And I think it really makes a, you know smaller, medium-sized business look really big and adapting social can help you with that. Um, and, and if you have a lot of work, if you have full-time work, like a lot of our clients do, we also um, have marketing coordinators um, that do all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of cool. Let, okay. So we're going to look at, uh, in my opinion. Okay. So here's, what's cool. This business owner is, is a client. He's a friend of ours. Uh, he is a veteran. So, I mean, he, is, he, had he has just got back from Iraq. He has a wife and two children, and he literally left his business for almost a full year to run on its own, and now he's back from Iraq. So I wanna just publicly thank him for his service, and also Megan has agreed to do this free for him to go through like all of the different um, things that we could do to upgrade his brand and his, social media presence. So that's why we're here. Megan, you're awesome for doing this. Um, and adapting social is just, I mean, I'm really thankful that they agreed to kind of just come in and help because I think we have a, a great opportunity here. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen. So here we go. And guys, as we're doing this, ask questions, get Megan, get Megan. There's the website. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Let All us right. know. Okay, so first I'm just going to um, touch upon our website before we dive into um, McClatchy's website. So here you see we have a picture of our team. Um, so the number one thing that really validates credibility, we're on the topic of credibility right now, credibility and validation. Uh, people want to see that there is a team other than the social media presence where they're like, oh, you're a real person. The website is where they're really going to see, okay, I'm going to be engaging with, you know, multiple people. It's not one person, you know, hiding behind a computer that is acting like they're a huge team. This is real. Um, so that's the uh, first validation that they see. The second validation is where it says Huffington Post, Asbury Park Press, so on and so forth. So being featured on, if you have any features, awards, anything that you can um, present that adds that validation as well, you definitely want to showcase that. Um, now we also you can, do, you can do that with um, maybe things that your clients have said about you. Like I've seen, 
I've seen, you know, instead, if you don't have press and if you're not in the news or the radio and if you don't have a book, um, you, you can just take pictures of your clients and get a picture of their face and then have their, you know, why did you choose me, you know, to do business? And that's another, that's good social proof. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we talked about also consumers just not really paying attention. They don't want to read. Um, anything that catches their attention and disrupts their mind is just very easy for them to comprehend. So we have this picture um, that is actually our team um, that we were able to take with our media team that just very easily describes everything we do in one picture. The consumer does not have to think much here. It's okay, six people, six different departments. I'm good. Let's keep going. Um, right. And then we talked about video testimonials before. Video testimonials are so important to um, really validating your business as well. You want to make sure that people like working with you or the consumer wants to make sure that people like working with you and that they have a good experience and what better way to do it than videos. And right. as a business owner, you can just reach out to your clients and say, Hey, do you mind shooting a little video testimonial for me? Um, we'll put it on our website and it's cross promotion too. You'll see that there's different um, logos here. So they're on our website. They're getting those external linking, which is great for SEO as well. Um, so, that is our website. So we're just going to dive into my Clashy's website here. Okay. So the first thing right off the bat that I noticed um, that is actually pretty good that goes along with the credibility is that it says serving the Sacramento area since 1927. That is awesome. That shows experience. It shows longevity. People love that. The one thing that I wish that I saw was um, a picture of their team all together. I know they have a team page where they're kind of separated there, um, but if they had just a nice team picture and it led to that team page, I think seeing that right off the bat would have been very welcoming. Uh, yeah. So then we scroll down and there are these quote and service requests which lead to forms, um, which is great. And there's a lot of words on this page though, um, which is good for SEO, but at the same time, as a consumer, I'm not reading through all of this. Um, and if I am, I'm kind of skimming through. We need to uh, break it up a little bit, whether it be with videos or just one big picture or something a little bit more interactive that's going to uh, draw my attention a little bit more. Uh, so on websites, visitors typically spend around 30 seconds. That's the average time spent on a website. And in 30 seconds, I know for a fact, I cannot learn what I need to know about a company and then fill out a form. Um, so we want to make sure that people are converting. Um, so we scroll down and we see the icons, but there's still a lot of text. Um, the testimonials are here, but again, they're in words. Video testimonials would be amazing to see here. Um, also to break up all of the text that is on the page. Um, and then at the bottom, just the one thing that we noticed as well is that it says, um, 2017 down here in the footer. Um, if you put 2018, you want to make sure that your website is continuously updated. So um, as a consumer who, you know, checks these things, because I don't know if everybody does, but I definitely do. <laughs> I'll scroll down to the bottom and see when was the last time this website was updated? Am I receiving accurate information? It was updated in 2017. Is all the information on here correct? Is the team still there? Are team members still there? You know, I'm not really sure at this point, but if it said 2018, I know it's updated. I know it's maintained. Um, and I know that it's a valid business. Okay, so let's break down. Um, the thing that you love is is serving the Sacramento since 1927. That shows longevity. You would like to see their services a more visually kind of represented, right? right. Yeah. Um, 
the text is good, but maybe not on the front page because people aren't going to read. You've got 30 seconds to hook them in. Mm -hmm. Or if it is there to break it up a little bit with images and, and uh, videos. And then a picture of the team because the team is what pe people buy into other people. We're tribe. We, we like being together. That's, is, that, is that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. And then the one thing that we also did, um, because you can only tell so much from the aesthetic of a website, but it's really about, so um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when you're trying to get into a website and it's taking a really long time to load and you're like, you know what, I'll just do this later or let me find a different website. I do oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have the patience to sit there and go, okay, I'm waiting for the website to load. Yeah. Um, so on um, desktop, this website loads beautifully. On mobile, it does take a pretty long time to load, um, which right now Google is actually indexing websites mobile first. Um, wow. And Wait, um, what, what does that mean? I don't even know what that means. Sorry. Okay. So what Google does, so for SEO ranking, how everybody wants to appear on the first page of Google. Right. Um, one of, there's so many different factors that go into that. But one of the factors is that Google, how Google indexes the site. And what that means is they send out little crawlers and they essentially um, check, go through a, a checklist of items. And yeah. the checkboxes you have checked off, the better. So one of those is, um, you know, how fast your website loads. But if they're looking at mobile first, um, this wouldn't do as well because it does take a little bit of time to load on, on mobile. So um, your point is, as a business owner, I need my website to be not only mobile friendly, but mobile fast. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay, cool. Uh, and just because it's fast on desktop doesn't mean that it's going to be fast on mobile as well. That's right. Okay, good. Let's let's keep going. This is this is great stuff, guys. Um, what what's awesome about it is we have somebody on on with us today who actually knows. Like you know, some people are like, oh, you should do it like this, but you actually know how to do this, and you you do it for three hundred people. So that's that's I think it's great. What's next? Okay, so next. Um, the other thing that I noticed as well is I'm trying to find their social links and typically, um, you know, they'll be at the top and the bottom of the page. Um, but in this case, there is actually only at the bottom and there's only a Facebook icon where they do have LinkedIn as well. So I would have loved to see the LinkedIn icon there as well, linking them um, to that page. And then there's an Instagram presence missing. So we'll dive into that as well. Um, but the one thing that is very, very, very efficient for, um, service-based businesses right now is the live chat feature, which is awesome. So um, I actually have a little statistic here as well. Um, that live chat actually aids in 63% of a site visitor return. Um, and it has a 40% increase in conversion rates, which is awesome. So what you're saying is that um, if there's somebody, what about a, these chat bot, bots now, these things that are automated, where there's like IT that's taking those things over. Is that a possibility or what are your thoughts around that? Definitely a possibility, but I think that having an actual person on the other side of that um, messaging system is a lot more beneficial. There's somebody, again, we're just, consumers are getting smarter and smarter, whereas a few years ago that might've been okay because it's like, wow, I'm getting an immediate response. But now people easily pick up on the fact that it may not be a real person and they may be a little turned off from that. So they may end up exiting the site and trying to find somebody that is a real person that is going to talk to them without them having to pick up the phone. That's another reason why a lot of businesses are actually getting the live chat feature because 
um, their call rates are going down. So not as many people are calling anymore because they just don't want to pick up the phone and actually have to talk to somebody. They feel more comfortable, um, you know, messaging somebody. Um, and is it easy to just plug in a chat feature to a website like this? I mean, is it just buy a software, plug it in and call it a day or? How? Yeah, it depends on what, um, website platform your website is built on. Um, there's integrations that can go into it or um, there are softwares that you can purchase for that, yes. Okay, cool. Well, that's a good point. And I wonder, I mean, I know this business, my insurance broker, amazing guy. Um, and it would be very easy to just assign someone to you know handle the chat box. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something so easy to do too. So um, there are features that, or there are, are platforms that hook up right to your phone. So you can just be doing your normal work. You don't actually have to be monitoring something. You'll see a live chat just pop up on your phone. You could respond to it right from there and it's nice and easy. That is easy. I didn't know about that. Cool. All right, so let's keep going. Yeah, awesome. this is good. Okay, so now we're going to dive into their Facebook. So here is their Facebook. Hi. All right, so. Now I need to go in there. I, I feel remiss. I need to go give them a review. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely should. Um, reviews on Google and Facebook um, really mean a lot. The more reviews, the better. Obviously, the higher review, higher review, the better as well. Um, yeah. But people want to see that multiple people are reviewing the company. Um, the more reviews, the more they feel like, okay, a lot of people have used this company and have good experiences. And um, actually, we... Obviously, bad reviews happen once in a while. You can't yeah. please everybody. Um, yep. <laughs> and we get, so um, a lot of business owners take it really personally and they freak out and they're like, oh my gosh, we have to remove it. And the thing is with Google, it's, you, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah. We um, have two. So, we have yeah. two. Out of, out of 4,000 clients, uh, 10 years in business, we have two bad reviews. And, and I'm, I'm that small business owner that like, oh. You know, um, but yeah, it's just normal course of business. You yeah. just can't do business without, you just can't please everyone, you know? No, you can't. And it's actually, as weird as it is, those bad reviews are actually pretty beneficial to your business because it shows that you are a real person. It's like, it's kind of like when you see somebody who does everything right all the time, you're like, oh, come on. Like, really? <laughs> you <laughs> can't then, trust them. Right. And then um, the other great benefit from that is you get to respond in a professional manner. So with everything else, it's, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. With the bad review, you're able to respond and make up for that. So that's where the customer service comes into play. And people want to know if something is going to happen, how are you going to respond? Are you going to be defensive? Or are you going to say, you know, I'm so sorry, let's, let's figure this out. What can I do to make you happy at this point? Um, and that's what really matters. It seems like consumers who have those bad experiences, even if they have a bad experience, but they're responded to in the nicest way possible, the most positive way possible, they actually have more of a positive outlook on the company than they did before they were responded to. So that's really, really important to respond to those bad reviews and not just try to take them down. So how would you, I mean, as a business owner, would you literally say, hey, could you just do a review for me real quick? Absolutely. Um, whether it's reaching out to them personally or if you have a ton of clients and you don't feel comfortable reaching out to them personally, you can utilize your email marketing platform um, to then, you know, construct just a little email asking them to. You can put the links of where they can review right in the email. So all they have to do is click it. It's nice and easy for them. Um, yeah. That's one way to do it. And then if you want something a little more personalized, 
Um, and it's not just a review, it's just more of a testimonial. That's when you would reach out to them personally. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what should be on my Facebook page okay. as a business owner? So as a business owner, you definitely want as much information as possible. So here we say, you know, it says um, open in 60 minutes, which is great. We have the reviews there. Um, the content is everything on, the, on these social pages. So um, the last post was on July 20th, which it's good. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that the next one's July 4th. And then there are, there is some consistency with July 2nd, July 3rd. And then it kind of drops off June 17th. And it seems like it's happy father's day, 4th of July. Um, and I'm not receiving as much informative and educational content. I'm just receiving, you know, Hey, look at this. Here's a, you know, Memorial day, this, that, um, what to do in Sacramento this weekend, which is great for to throw into the mix of things. Um, but I really want to know more about, okay, what should I do? What happens if my house floods? What's the first step I should take? Um, you know, the, the informative content that's going to help them be seen as the resource in their industry. Um, yeah. and also allow me as a consumer to feel as I'm seeing all of these posts, um, when something does happen, because I see all of their information, I know how resourceful they are. Tell yeah. them my awareness kicks in and I know, okay, let me reach out to them because they know what, what you're talking about. What would be cool is, is maybe some live videos posted in this feed where he's doing like an insurance walkthrough. Like I, Absolutely. you know, here's another home and, and here's what I found in the insurance, you know, like why, why he rocks the insurance world or a right. commercial building that's downtown, like something, something that's kind of, I don't know, just different. Yeah, different. And video definitely gets more reach and more engagement on um, Facebook just naturally. Naturally, that's how the algorithm is set up as well. So the more video content, the better, but you also don't want to flood your um, entire page with video content too. Um, but exactly like you said, a walkthrough would be awesome. Even those testimonials you could put on here as well, the video ones. Um, or it doesn't even have to be a walkthrough. If you just want to take a 30 second video of you talking about some tip or what somebody should know that goes a long way as well. Okay, cool. Well, let's keep rolling. This is good. We've, we've only got about 10 minutes left, but uh, okay. and if you're listening, uh, you got 10 minutes to ask Megan questions. So she's here. She's rocking. <laughs> rolling. Okay. Okay. So, um, with Facebook, um, you know, Facebook gets okay reach, but Instagram gets really great reach. A lot of people are on Instagram. Um, a lot of engagement is happening on Instagram. So um, that's something that they should definitely create a business page on Instagram. Um, wait, a minute, wait a minute. I got a question. Old people are on Instagram or young people are on Instagram? <laughs> uh, a combination of both, actually. I think, I think there was a stigma that a lot of young people were only on Instagram and that was it. But actually, it's changing a lot. Um, more and more of the older generations are getting onto Instagram. More and more brands are actually taking to Instagram too. You see a lot more content, a lot more influencers um, teaming up with small local brands, which is a great thing to utilize too. You don't see as many influencers on Facebook, but you definitely see them on Instagram. Um, so that's really where a lot of the engagement is happening as well. Um, same thing with the live video feeds. Live video um, is something that goes a really long Way right now it's a great way for consumers to feel like they're interacting with your business yeah. um, and while Facebook does have that feature Instagram gets more use out of it so this yeah. year is definitely um, something that they should set up here so um, build, build a business page on Instagram and then 
what's the difference between Instagram and Facebook, like in terms of the marketing? Is, is Facebook more like content and Instagram is more like photo marketing? Or, I mean, I, like how, what's the difference in those strategies, you know? Um, a little bit. So we're, Instagram is a little bit more aesthetic because at first you see it in a grid-like pattern um, mm -hmm. where you see and you can kind of get a very quick overview, even just a glance of kind of like what to expect um, from that business. So if you look at it and you see a bunch of um, stock photos and some weird things, you're like, oh, I don't know if this is a, you know, a real business, but if you see real people in it and video content and this and that, it's like, okay, let, let me get into here. Now you're three years back looking at the video that they did. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's Facebook and Instagram and then diving into um, marketing as well. So on social media platforms, you actually only have 1.7 seconds to capture somebody's attention. Whoa. Wait, yeah. 1.7 seconds. 1.7 seconds. So <laughs> that's as they're scrolling, um, 1.7 seconds to capture their attention. And mm. how do you do that? Um, so like I said earlier, people do not want to be sold to at all. Um, and I'm actually going to just um, stop this screen here too. People don't want to be sold to um, at all. Um, so how do you make them not feel sold to while you're advertising to them? So this could be um, blog content is huge. That also helps with SEO. You'll see a lot of companies um, creating funny content. I don't know if you've noticed a lot of commercials are funny or um, they have like puns in them. I was going to ask you to do that dance, you know, that new dance that uh, yeah. guys are doing like in the different rooms. It's like, what is going on here? This is funny. Yeah. Content that is um, shareable, personal, things that people can connect to. Even a lot of huge brands, they're, they're, even their commercials or, or their digital ads, it's things that um, the normal person can relate to. And I think that's what's so important. You don't want to be sold to. You don't want to see some, you know, multi-billionaire sitting on a beach using a product because you're like, well, I'm not that person. I can't connect to that. Um, so a lot of companies are using um, real life people. They're using their clients. They're using their actual products, their actual spaces. People want to see authentic content. Um, so advertising authentic content is the, really the best way to gain that trust. Um, yeah. And they're more likely to convert when they see that rather than feeling sold to, feeling sold to, feeling sold to. They're going to end up completely blacklisting your company personally and say, well, I don't want anything to do with this. I'm unsubscribing from their emails. I'm not going on their website. Um, and it's downfall from there. So um, we how always... Often, how often should we be hitting with content if I'm a business owner? Um, like, and... <clears throat> you know, like, are you just, are you doing email one day, a blog post another day, a Facebook, Instagram, and, and then maybe Google, I, I just don't, how often and how much? That's the question because everything seems to be changing so fast. Yes, everything changes so quickly. Um, even Google itself changes their algorithm really, really quickly. Um, so that's where your content strategy is really going to come in handy, really thinking about that umbrella perspective again, and really laying out. Um, you know, social media platform should be posted on every other day, if not every day, if you even can, whether it's just a, you know, quick little picture to a live video, it doesn't actually have to be a post every day, but as long as you're on there engaging with your um, consumers, yeah, that's really important. Email campaigns, again, it depends on your business. Are you a service or a product? If it's a product, you don't want to push out the product all the time. People get annoyed. They're like, again, feeling like I'm being sold to. Um, right. so 
I typically say if your product keep it to, you know, once a week, if you're a small business, um, don't always make it about selling, 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 put some type of uh, value in there, whether it be a blog or did you know, or, Hey, this just happened in the news. This is trending. Anything that's going to add value, um, to that email. Yeah. Um, with Google and SEO comes multiple things. So um, I think a lot of people have the misconception of, oh, well, SEO only takes place on the back end of my website. And that's totally not true. Um, there's a lot of off-page SEO tactics that people can um, really take advantage of. Reviews is the biggest one. Um, putting reviews on Facebook and Google, that's really going to help validate your business. And Google will see that as, okay, you are credible, people like your business. So now when somebody types in insurance for this you know, example, um, insurance in Sacramento, this company is going to come right up. Right. Um, other off-page um, SEO tactics are blogs like, the, like I talked about. Um, the more blog content, the better. Or videos on YouTube. A lot of people are typing in, you know, how to blank, blank, blank. Whatever. Yeah, right. how to do anything. Um, yeah. Those videos are popping up and that, those are all SEO keywords as well. Um, so there are a lot of things that you can do for off-page SEO um, that actually really help increase your digital presence as well. Awesome. Megan, everybody is listening right now. If you want all this information and to talk to Megan and her team, this is how you do it. Text MOD to 555-888. It's my favorite thing to hold up. I love doing this. Um, <laughs> And here, so we're just going to summarize, get 15 at minimum brand gladiators who are sharing your content, checking in, loving on your business. Hopefully there are other businesses so that you can cross promotion, kind of do some cross promotion. Um, get that engagement because that's what matters. Get Facebook, Instagram, Google, email marketing, rocking and rolling. Make sure your website is interactive, right? Yes, very interactive. And make sure that you're getting leads too. You want to make sure that there's forms on all the pages, that there's a live chat. The more leads, the better. Yes. Okay. And what would you want people to like, if, if, if somebody's lost, can't do it on their own or don't have time to do it on their own, what would you say to them? I would say go to our website, <laughs> adaptingsocial.com. Um, no, but just don't, don't be overwhelmed. It is a lot. It absolutely is a lot. Um, you know, the digital space is very competitive right now and don't, you don't have to feel like you have to do it on your own because as a business owner, you need to be focusing in your business rather than on your business. Right. So right. that's where, um, you know, people like yourself and, and myself come in into play, um, where we can help you. There are people that can help you. Um, so just do your research, um, find the company that's going to work best for you. Um, and, and go with it so that you can really start focusing more in your business on, on the things that you need to focus on, not just your digital presence. Well, Megan, you've been a wealth of knowledge. We appreciate you. I'm so glad that you're helping a veteran grow his business by sharing, sharing some of your knowledge. I think those are great tips. We've learned a lot. Um, and thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much.